Hey, Brian. Hey, Rick. Shooter McGavin here on a Masters Weekend, day two. Wow. So I heard your From the Tips podcast is kind of badass. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of from the tips it's me boy brian always joined by my fantastic co-host rick landis the newly married the newly honeymooned well i guess mini mooned yeah not quite honeymooned yet not quite honeymoon quite yet but you had a good weekend in hershey pa you know getting oh yeah doused in chocolates and whatnot (laughs) um i'm assuming it's just what happens there you just walk in and they just throw chocolate like throwing chocolate at your face welcome to hershey it's like chick-fil-a place on earth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's funny because i work with a guy who like grew up like outside of hershey mm. and i was like dude that must have been so cool like you're that close to hershey park and he's like nah honestly we didn't we didn't go you went when you were a kid and you went yeah. so many times it was like this is boring it's kind of like us and philly like you go a as bit, a kid yeah. Yeah. a little bit and uh you're so close that you're just like i don't even feel like going there yeah, and and I guess it was even more so you could argue Sesame Place, even though yeah. that's, that's specifically meant for kids. Yeah, but like, I I hate the traffic. I hate it. There's so yeah, much it's for during, sure. Like the the middle of summer, I'm like, do you people not work? It's a Wednesday. <laughs> what are you all doing here? Why uh, you guys all didn't take off today? I know that. <laughs> and it's impossible to eat at that Chick Fil A. And it, that was the summer, weird thing about Hershey. Impossible. That was what? the weird thing about Hershey. It's all chains. Really? You know what I had to eat while we were there? Hmm. Chicky and Pete's. No shit. A there's a Chicky and Pete's in Hershey? In Hershey Park. There's a Chick-fil-A. There's a Subway. Like, really? It's, it's chains. It's so I, weird. I don't think I mind a Subway in there. <laughs> I haven't had Subway in what feels like a, a criminally long amount of time. It was, it was a very strange feeling walking around and being like, why is there's a Chick-fil-A here? What's going <laughs> what's, on? What's going on? We're in Hershey Park right now. Do you know this? Spoiler alert. The this? line is still incredibly long. At Subway? At Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah. It's impossible. I don't understand what the I don't know if their concept is to make the lines long on purpose. There's gotta be a more efficient way to get this done. Yeah. It it, it the lines are so long everywhere. You gotta and they have like four drive-through lanes. What do we do? Yeah. How, yeah, how, I don't know. how slow is this gonna be? I digress. We're not going to complain about Chick-fil-A here, but we have plenty of complaining to, to do on this episode. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's what we need to do. Woo. Ain't that the truth? Uh, anyways, let's uh, start it off the way that we usually do. Rick, what do we got today in a sports history? I will get it for you in one second um, <laughs> because it's been a hectic day. It, it's been uh, un momento. Yeah, coming uh, back, coming back from a from a big weekend. It's uh, Mondays usually are the worst. Yeah, and work I'll... today was like no thanks. Yeah. Uh, all right, here we go. Outside day too. It was it was chilly. Eighteen ninety nine. Oh, good year, good year, good December year. December twelfth, the day you're listening to this episode. Keeping it on theme here, George F. Bryant. You know who that is? No, negative. He's the man who patented the wooden golf tee. No way. True story. Right on, man. Right. I uh-huh. mean, I'm a plastic tee guy myself, but yeah. you got to start somewhere. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. 
Yeah, I think before wooden tees, it was just a cup of, of dirt that you just yeah. plop the ball on, which doesn't feel consistent. I'm sure when he came up with this, he, the consistency was probably out of this world. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because there's no way that that, that a, a, a pile of dirt can give you consistent feel off the tee. No shot. So no, it's different every time. It has. How to about it? Eighteen ninety nine for the old wooden tee. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What else do we got? Let's see here. The wooden tee. Um. Nineteen thirty. Uh huh. That was when the baseball rules committee revised the rule book, saying that the ball bouncing into the stands was not a home run and became a ground rule double rule. Oh. Oh, well, there you go. It was in yeah. 1930. Yeah, that would definitely, that's got to feel cheap when when that happens. You know, it just bounces. Yeah. The wall oh, yeah. And it's like, yep, that, the, the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, you can't get to it. So like... it. <laughs> I guess that was technically during the, like, during the, the end of the dead ball era, though, where home runs were happening probably at a higher frequency. So they're like, maybe we should just ixnay the bouncing one and yeah. just for the over the fence, which. I think makes, makes sense. sense, but obviously, you know, we didn't grow up in the era where that counted. So those people were probably like, well, that's trash. Just remove that from my game entirely. Yeah. Um, apparently, I have no concept of time because 1976, uh-huh. you know who played their last football game for the Jets in 1976 on this day? Joe Namath. That's a great guess. I didn't realize he was that old. Did I, oh, did I nail that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Hollywood Joe is... Oh, old as all get out. I did, I knew he, he was. I knew he 90? was. What's that? Isn't he almost ninety at this point? Is he? I don't know. I didn't know he was. I didn't know he was playing his last game with the Jets in seventy six. No, he's eighty years old. All right, that's crazy. Yeah. That, so he played football from. Let's see here. Where's his career numbers here? Uh, a rookie in nineteen sixty five. So played from 65 to 77. That's a that's a long career. Hold on. 12 yeah. years? I didn't think careers lasted that long back then. I figured you had two good years, then you then you got the flu and died. Yeah. That's that's uh, that was my assumption back in the there's <laughs> <laughs> definitely not modern medicine back in the 70s. You know what's weird? You know what hurts a little bit now. Now, because yeah. concept of time, I'm glad you brought that up. But uh, saw this thing on on Facebook. It said, "1994 babies, it's only a year away." Which, for those of you that are about to turn 30, you understand what this means. When you get to the back half of your 20s, and 30 is looming quickly around the corner, mm-hmm. you really start taking to taking to process what what's going on did you know that um like for the historical movies that came not historical i should say but like the movies about the 80s that came out when we were like the 2000s like Mm -hmm. um fast times richmond high yeah yeah a comparative to like if a movie was released now about those times would be the mid 2000s so like high school musical yeah like i hate it i hate it here (laughs) Uh, like the the days of the flip phone gone. Yeah, the, you remember the car? No, the flip the phone's Mac back. Computers? The flip phone is back. It hasn't made a return. Yeah, it's now just a full screen that oh, folds together. Right. I don't count that because Chris has one of those, and I don't count that as a flip phone. It's I'm a sorry, tablet. like it's a, it's just a whole tablet. You got a whole computer <laughs> in, in your in your pocket. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
They leave it to the Samsung users, dude. They just have to have this massive Bunch device. Of weirdos. Just, just, just be normal. Get an Apple. <laughs> have a blue bubble. Um. Anyways, is that was that all? Yeah, that's it. All right. Um. Thank you, Rick, for sports history today. Let's get into the sports now, shall we? Or specifically golf i mean we can't talk about fantasy football i think i'm missing the playoffs i'm not gonna lie to you i think i you are and i'm very excited about it because i'm about to have the nice. fourth overall pick with that's a chance nice. to win this year so yeah, yeah that, that's that's tough for me um i'll i'll will i drop to ninth or am i dropping to eighth i think you'll drop to you'll drop eighth, to where rosie's at right now yeah because i'm playing rosie and rosie's the one who's beating me yeah or beat currently yeah, so you're you're in seventh right now. Uh huh. So if you lose to Rosie, um, and we have we would then have the same record. We'd both be yeah. six and eight. And Eric is also about to win, and so... he would also be six and eight. Do so you have a head? Then it's head points four. Uh, I think I no. It would be head to head first, wouldn't it? Okay, yeah, you did beat. No, he beat you. Yeah, he beat me. So you might drop to you might drop to to nine if you lose this week. Damn. And Eric keeps his win. If that's how it works, I, I'm pretty sure it's head to head and then points, but I could be wrong about that. Yeah, you hate to see it. You really do. <laughs> you really hate to see it. Um. Yeah. It just you know it never came around this year for me. I thought it would, and uh, it it really just. I don't know. It was the injuries. I think like the 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 mid. Mid-season for me, I was mm-hmm. in pretty good form and I was feeling good. And then down goes Kirk Cousins for the year. And then Justin Fields was out for like three weeks. Yeah. And I was running out Kyler Murray and Mac Jones, who I had to sell the farm for basically. Yeah. Have quarterbacks. And it would it just it put me in such a bad spot because Mac Jones is so super ass. Just so. He's just so trash. So <laughs> terrible. Uh, you would think he would like at that time of the year, you were like, he's, you know, a quarterback who can maybe score points, right? Yeah. And that just, that just became such a not fact. Yeah. Just a full lie that I was telling myself week in and week out. And by the time that he actually got, uh, you know, Justin Fields actually got healthy again, it was too late. It was just too yeah. late. And, you know, um, I didn't I didn't have the, the right receivers. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, this will kind of segue into into the golf talk. So we're not talking too much about not golf, but I, was uh, I think I slipped Bobby into like a mini depression yesterday. And you might be wondering how that relates. And I'll tell you, it's money. So I saw money. this thing yesterday and it might make you feel a little better about your position right now. Um, apparently, Marvin Harrison Jr. has an offer through the NIL deals that they do, like how you can, how they get contracts or whatever now. Right. Apparently he has an offer out there that's worth 20 to $25 million to return to college football. Oh shit. (laughs) So, Oh my, he might not come out. I don't know. That changes. I mean, it would be wild if he decided not to come out would be so funny for everybody that's (laughs) banking on him. The bears. I would I would laugh no, here's, eternally at the Bears if he decided not to come out this year. Actually, that could kind of benefit the Bears in a, in a weird way. The, what the Bears really needs an offensive line because yeah. they have receivers. They have yeah. the playmakers with no time to, to do anything with. Um, so obviously, yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to help. But if he's not going to go to the draft, just get all linemen. Just yeah. get offensive. Like get the two best O-linemen you can get and just work yeah. from there. 
Um, but did you also see the stat? Speaking of money, because um, this whole NIL thing is insane, and they never should have started it. But did you Nuts. see the stat about the transfer portal? No. There's currently, I think it's 106 quarterbacks in the transfer portal, and there's only 133 FBS schools that they could play at. Because oh everybody's God. entering the transfer portal in hopes <clears throat> of getting an NIL deal and right. making their money. So, like, and everything is just a shit show right now. It's just another professional league at this point. Pretty much, yeah. It feels like, which is what well, wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, because, and I forget what it was, but it was um, it was a Kyron Williams stat. And it was like, you know, Kyron Williams, the uh, running back for the Rams? I do now, yes. Um, So, he's, he's making like 750K this year. And it was like a comparison to like this one running back in college who's making oh, more no. than him. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Hey, Kyron Williams it. is like a really good running back in the NFL. When you make it to the league, more. you finally get to the league, which you've been looking forward to your entire life. Yeah. To thousands, if not millions of dollars and kids yeah. in college are making more money than you. That hurts. Yes. That hurts a little bit. Here's the th- I think just the, the main issue is we have too many millionaires slash billionaires in the world that can just throw money wherever they want to. And it's kind of happening right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll, I guess we'll count that as a segue. To the end of the episode here, we are going to touch momentarily on the Grant Thorn, which was a cool event. Uh, a lot of cool things happened. The um, the the press conferences that were held, the the, the teams were really funny. Uh, I think, jo- who was it? Joel Damon and... Uh, Joel Damon and Lilia Vu. They were being asked about, did they think about doing a team name? And apparently Jill Damon came up with the uh, Wu-Tang Clan, which is so funny. That's, that's so amazing. Good. That's <laughs> so good. So, that's so good. Um, the winners of the tournament wound up being Jason Day and Lydia Ko, who had a plus 1300 chance to win. They uh, they won with a 26 underscore of 190, uh, sharing the $1 million pool. Uh, second, Corey Connors, Brooke Henderson, the Canadians, and third, Ludwig Aberg or Ludwig Oberg and Madeline Sagstrom, uh, the the what are they? They're Swedish, not Finnish. They're Swedish. Mm-hmm. And then the um, the closest Americans to a win was Tony Finau and Nelly Corder, which I think we we call was going to be the best American duo. Yeah. Um, however, there's there the two of the names I just brought up, by the way, Jason Day and Tony Finau are are currently attached to uh live golf which is making a resounding comeback right now and uh i'm assuming if you listen to this podcast you probably have your finger on the pulse of golf news so this is actually not going to come as a huge shock to you but john rom signs with live golf for i believe i don't think there's been a number hammered down yet but it's over 300 million i saw six yeah, with a chance to get to six based off performance yeah. and, and all that stuff. Um, so like payout, base level, justice contract, uh, no extra earnings. It's like 300, 400 mil, and then it can get to like 550, 600 mil, which is an insane amount of money, by the way. That would make him the highest paid per year athlete in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Shohei Otani just got a $700 million contract. So that is the most <laughs> bonkers thing of all time. The $700 million contract is bonkers. Yeah. To take it aside real quick, folks, before we, before we talk too much about golf, the Shohei Otani contract. Did you hear that he deferred 
to be yes. paid two million dollars every yes. contract. Yes. It's so funny. I want to throw the Dodgers are going to be so good. They have so much money to use now. That's insane. <laughs> he's the he's a genius, is what he is. He is. It's very he's a genius smart. because between the years twenty thirty four and twenty forty three, he's going to be making six hundred and eighty million dollars. And by the way, he's old enough that he could probably be retired by that point. One hundred percent. just making 680 mil from his couch yeah just a full bobby bonilla but just done it way better just way Um, better how how as an organization do you agree to that by the way i don't know how do you think that's a good idea did you hear did you hear about the smoke screen no did you hear the blue jay smoke screen oh yeah the flight about how they faked the flight and everything just to get him more money that's so funny that was so so funny Dude, just forcing the Dodgers' hand because they're afraid you're gonna go sign in Toronto is so funny. So, funny. <laughs> so well, I don't know. I don't know who his agent is, uh, but fully a genius. I don't man's got to get paid. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to pay that man. Um, I I still can't believe, like nearsightedness. Obviously, if you're an athlete and you want to like win a World Series and you want the team around you to be good, fully genius. You take basically as little from your contract as you can to give the team enough money to make the teams that you'll be on good, which is precisely what's happening because he knows by the time the end of his contract is up when he'll be making $600 million. He doesn't care, he doesn't care what the team looks like. Hot, man. No, he's already probably won two World Series at this point. His arm is given out. They've probably made him a full-time hitter. He's probably just a DH at this point. Yeah. He don't give a shit. That man is making <laughs> money hand over fist. And we're just letting it happen. This is insane because now the Dodgers, the Dodgers are in on the the pitcher from Japan right now. The one that basically made everybody during the World Baseball Classic look foolish, including the United States. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. So the Dodgers are just going to be back to being a full powerhouse world beater, which is how we how this continues to to happen. I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> oh right it's a that's the non-salary cap that might be a yeah it might be an oh, issue yeah you, you think billionaires give a shit about taxes no <laughs> they they they, they ain't paying that. that's what art's for they ain't paying that i don't i don't care who the irs sends i'm not paying taxes like they're, <laughs> they're not paying that tax evasion is their sport they love it <laughs> it's their favorite thing anyways to get to get back to tax evasion shall we um yeah so john rom signs with live for anywhere from three hundred million to six hundred million dollars, which is a, a a ton of money. Yeah, to give anyone, but especially a golfer who is now going to play only eight times a year, right? Yeah. And to really zoom out here, I have so many questions just based off of what's happening with the merger, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm looking around and I don't know how much their information there is to gleam about this because what i'm seeing mostly right now and i, and I kind of want to get your opinion on the subject is once because obviously john rom was one of the guys that said mostly like no that money would not change my life or anything like that mm-hmm. it does not motivate me um like the the events motivate me in fact his quote i believe was uh let's see here if i can find it um i had it here somewhere his quote that Yeah, so um, 
quote, there's meaning, uh, there's meaning when you win the Memorial. There's meaning when you win the Arnold Palmer's event at Bay Hill. There's a meaning when you win LA, Torrey Pines, some of the historic venues. That to me matters a lot. Like, ooh, does it? Does <laughs> it sounds like $600 million matters more, which by the way, makes complete sense to me that I understand. I get that. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But, but my question to you, Rick, I guess is, what do you think is happening with this merger here? Because are they are they coming together? Are they not? Is it? Because if you are, to, yeah. to me, this makes no sense. If this was just going to come together at some point, it's what is he doing over there and, and vice versa? What it sounds like to me, and I had this conversation with Tom uh, yesterday. I wish I had the thing that he showed me. Uh, but it, from the information that I've seen and what I'm what I feel like would happen is I don't think John Rahm is going over here with any expectation that he's going to be on just the live tour for the rest of his career. I think John Rahm has some sort of either inside scoop or some kind of gut feeling that this merger is getting done before December 31st. Um, and decided, you know what, if it's going to happen, I might as well get my money. Right. And then I'll be back on the PGA tour next year and it won't matter at all. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if that's what happens and there's just all these golfers that could have signed contracts that didn't, who are just sitting there while John Rahm right at the buzzer signs a 600 mil deal. Yeah. I mean, it would be a huge problem with, with a lot of the guys. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. But hats off to John Rahm for pulling the trigger. If that's what ends up happening. Yeah, you have to think he knows something, right? Because especially with, you know, the report that, that you, you're talking about where this this whole merger thing could be a finalized deal with an actual plan by the end of December, which, you know, it's December 11th now, mm-hmm. then he literally hit a buzzer beater for the largest contract any golfer's been paid. Yeah, which good for him. I guess but mad. you, you got to think that's going to cause issues in the locker room though. Yeah, 100%. If there's if there's any sort of if the merger does happen especially soon, there's going to be a lot of problems. John Rahm shouldn't have to deal with any of it. It should be 100% on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. and they should have to take all of the flack for it just cuz John Rahm decided that he was going to pull the trigger. That's not his fault. Yeah. Um but yeah, you're right. It it will cause so many issues if this merger happens before December 31st and John Rom just gets his money out of nowhere. The other thing too though is like there's been so much about the live tour with like players getting um demoted, I guess, and like bringing right. in new guys. Yeah, like a relegation. So yeah. it also makes you question if we think it's going to happen at all. Yeah. I think it's either I think it's either done before December thirty first or it doesn't happen. I think that's where I'm at right now with it. Yeah, and really, if I don't think the PGA Tour has a chance or has the option for it to not happen at this point, yeah. right? You're so you're looking at John Rom gone. Uh, reports are flooding in from left and right over the uh, throughout the golf universe right now that that you know guys like Tyrrell Hatton, Tony Finau, Jason Day, their bags are basically all packed. Victor Hovland's name's getting tossed around. I feel like I doubt it, but at this point, I have no idea. It could be anybody. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think they have a choice. 
they have to get this done. And unfortunately, now they went from they went from early on when the Live Tour was just coming around, even when Cam Smith left. Mm-hmm. The PGA Tour seemed like they still had the upper hand. They were obviously the you know the largest largest thing in golf. They were professional golf at the time. Blah blah blah. Now. The PGA Tour has a very small hand of cards and no way to get more at this point. So they're going to go to this bargaining table completely behind the eight ball. Yeah, they got no they got no leverage at all anymore. The Live Tour has multiple uh, major winners. I can think of Uh five off the top of my head. Yeah, and I'm sure there's more that I'm not thinking of off the top of my head. But they now have Dustin Johnson, they have Cam Smith, they have John Rahm, they got Brooks Kepka, they got uh, Phil Mickelson. Still, they got they got Phil Mickelson. They got um, what's his name? Uh, Ian, uh, Ian, 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 Ian Poulter. Ian Poulter, right? Yeah, Ian Poulter. Yeah. Like they got all these names. Yeah, and Bubba Watson. I think they got Bubba Watson. Um, like they got all these guys that are major winners on the PGA tour have a significant amount of wins on the PGA tour and they're just just plucking them. They're just plucking them at this point. Like they're getting, they're they're getting them while they're hot. And it's not like they're getting these guys when they're in a downtime. Like John Rahm had a little bit of a, a a valley in his, his performance about a year and a half ago. That would have been when you would have thought he would have taken it, but He's what world number two or three right now. Now is when you pluck him. You pay yep. him all the money because you got all the oil money in the world. Uh-huh. You got whatever you need to spend. So they pluck him now. Dustin Johnson, they plucked him when he was top five. Cam Smith, they plucked him when he was top five. Like they're just getting all these guys when they're at the at their prime. Which and that's a nuts. huge problem for the PGA yeah. Tour. I don't see Scotty Scheffler ever doing it. For some reason, I just have a, a feeling that like he That's wouldn't fair. do something like that. Yeah. Um. Like I, I think we can expect Scotty Scheffler never to go, Justin Thomas never to go, Jordan Spieth never to go. Like these, like those that core, kind of core yeah, group like of guys. Rory, but like, like Rory's not gonna go sign over there. Rory's not gonna go sign over there. But like, I wouldn't be shocked if <laughs> X signed over there. Yeah. No. If Cantlay signed over there especially with everything that's going on with him and Rory uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. Like there's some big names that I wouldn't be shocked if they were following suit of John Rahm right now. Yeah. And obviously I I don't think it would, it would take a while for that to happen. I, I mean, we saw this happen the last time a big name first got signed dominoes fall in order. Yeah. You know, you just have to, you just have to tip the one. And now it always depends on how many dominoes are in that line. But once you tip one, others will follow. Mm-hmm. And basically, so the, some reports I'm looking at right now, this is how one of the golf.com writers kind of described the situation a little bit. Here's what he wrote. He said, in signing Rom, the PIF and the Live Golf uh, ostensibly puts a gun to Monahan's head as it relates to the merger conversations. His best option is to pray these negotiations finalize before another star jumps shipped. As everyone at the table now knows, I think we can feel confident things are going to get moving quickly as the tour's new partnership of billionaires indicates. Yeah, so... PGA Tour and and the PIF obviously they were willing to do business and I feel like at that point I feel like that was what the beginning of the end for Jay Monahan right he yeah. showed he was willing to work with the Saudis on something and everybody sees that and they're like okay so the one guy that told us like we can't do this is now doing this I'm mm-hmm. gonna go get mine and get get paid yeah I dude if this merger happens or if it doesn't. I don't think there's any way that Jay Monahan's the commissioner of the PGA Tour 
next year at, at this time. It's it. it's impossible. There's no way. No. He's um and like the you whole said, back. Like you said, it's a domino effect. And right. you brought up the, the two names before, Tony Finau and um who was the other one? Hero Hatton. And Jason Day. Jason Day, that was the other yeah. one. They're like the perfect next dominoes to fall for the live tour. Oh, because yeah. Jason Day had a prime. Tony Finau is very popular because of the fact that he got strings of seconds and then finally won a few tournaments. Yeah. Like they're big enough names that if you get ROM, you can sign them for the lower end contracts that you got, but you're still upgrading from the, and I know he's not on live anymore because he stinks, but Chase Kepka, you're, you're upgrading from the Chase Kepkas of the world to the Tony Finau's and the Jason days of the world who people know by name have seen win tournaments, have seen win big tournaments, and you're going to get people switching over. And maybe not to the CW. We're going to have to figure that out. But besides that. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can let – now, I mean, the CW contract, I think it was only for two years or three years, something like that. Uh, so now you have star power leverage to, like, yeah. go to ESPN with or go to uh, different channels with, you know, TNT, et cetera. Yeah. I mean – I see TNT. I can see TNT for sure, but I mean, they're hemorrhaging these stars left and right, and I can't see a, a way where a deal can't get done at this point, right? Like, if there was, if there's any sort of uh, maybe that a deal wouldn't get done, like say the PJ Tour would stick their foot in the ground and be like, "No, I can't, I can't come to agreements on what you're asking me to do." Mm-hmm. If the Live Tour had the group of guys that they had now, I feel like they don't have as much leverage in the conversations they still had a lot of it but not as much yeah. you've now tipped the scale completely and aggressively into the PIF and Liv's favor in these negotiations and mm. Jay Monahan and the PJ Tour basically just have to ask what what do you want how do you want to go about this because if yeah. you keep poaching our best players we're going to have no product left to mm. to work with right because you now have star players on the PJ Tour who are looking around and are like Okay, well, who am I competing against week in and week out, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we doing? Everybody's everybody's going over to live. I, I I feel like I'm not really doing anything right now. Yeah, because like the thing about professional athletes that are a little different than how we amateurs think is, to us, it's like, oh, <laughs> you don't got to play John Rahm anymore. That's kind of cool. And out of them, it's like, well, no, I wanted to compete against him and beat him. That's like that's like the whole yeah. the whole mentality of a, of like a professional golfer is so different. So now they're looking around. It's like, well, okay, but we've just lost three top five players in the last three years. Yeah, that seems a bit fishy. No. Yeah. My question to you, Rick, I think is, do you think this is still a money talks situation, or do you think something else is happening here? Honestly, I don't. I don't know. Like, because I would love to have a definitive answer of this, but six hundred million is like. Is it money or is it a right. statement? Like, yeah, because obviously Phil made his statements when he went over there early, whether yeah. we take those seriously or not, which most of us don't. Yeah. Um, but if John Rum realizes that he's number three in world golf rankings, right? One of the best players on the PGA Tour right now, and he doesn't like how they're being treated on the PGA Tour or anything like that, this is a statement for him. He's He's saying, you know what? I'm out of here. 
this is what's going to keep happening if you don't start taking care of your guys. Yeah. And John Rahm is a guy that's going to get followed. Yep. He's he's one of those guys where he's good enough that he's going to get followed. If Scotty Scheffler left, he would get followed. Um, I think if Scotty Scheffler left the PGA Tour, it would immediately crumble to the ground oh my within a week. Yes. I don't I don't think it would take more than a week for the PGA Tour to be non-existent anymore if Scotty Scheffler Absolutely left. Crumble. Yeah. Um, but John Rahm will get followed. There's a lot of guys on tour that do like him. Um, and I'm looking at the world golf rankings right now. And it's so funny because there's so many Americans. There's yeah. so many Americans right now because all of the foreign players all, are leaving. All of the Euro guys. <laughs> <are playing. laughs> and what's crazy now, especially coming off of that huge Ryder cup victory where that European team seemed to come together in like, as like an actual squad. Yeah. That's scary because I guarantee you that, you know, Victor Hyland enjoyed golfing with John Rahm and John Rahm. I'm I'm sure that he liked the way that the, uh, you know, that the European team flew and how they, you know, operated. And a lot of them are now over, uh, over on the live side. And you're wondering to yourself, is the better competition over there? Now you have a smaller field, you're playing eight events only a year. The competition every single time you tee it up is going to be as high as it possibly can be for yeah. everybody. If you're a competitor, you're looking at eight events against some of the best players in the world in the last decade. Yeah. You're looking at the PGA Tour, you're looking at 40 plus events all over the country, all over the world against guys who nobody really knows mm-hmm. who are just trying to slog out these events to get to the, the FedEx Cup playoffs to hopefully win that, just trying to make their money. And uh, a, an organization right now whose leadership is completely lost. Yeah, hundred percent. I think the I think the the decision's easy at this point. As far as what, which which you would want to go with when if you're oh, looking yeah. at, like 100%. as a competitor, you know, even money aside. Yeah, yeah. The competition is is currently on the live tour, and uh-huh. well, obviously, like I said, there's the Chase Kepkas of the world on the live tour, but. There's also the John Roms, the Cam Smith, the right. Dustin Johnson. Like, there's a lot of good golfers that are over there right now. Oh, yeah. And, and the PGA Tour is running thin. They're running thin on talent. Thin. They got some young guys, but it's so tough to get the young guys to be the ones to yeah. make that push. Like, obviously, Max Homa is a fan favorite mm-hmm. of golf fans. Yep. If you ask anybody who's not a golf fan who Max Homa is, they got no idea who he is. Yeah. There's a handful of guys that if they left the PGA Tour right now, it would crumble within a month. Yeah, Scotty Scheffler, I think, would be the one that would make it in a week. The main but one for sure, yeah. Justin Thomas, done in a month. Like, Jordan Spieth, done in a month. There's, like, all these guys. And I think even if you lose, like, the middle guys, like, if yeah. you lose, say you lose Cantlay, Homa, and Shoffley, in like a two week span, that's that's a lot. I think we're I think we're also still talking about the fall of the PGA Tour because yeah, yeah. like there's just, there's just like no denying it at that point yeah. um, that it's the better place to be right now. Whether it's for the money, whether it's for the treatment of the players, we don't know what all of the behind the scenes stuff is. Right. All we know is that these guys are leaving. And They're leaving. And fast, <laughs> and and you you make a good point about like treatment of the players. I don't know if maybe it's just because all those guys over there seem pretty happy. I mean, you have the thing with uh with Brooks Kepka about the schedule, 
yeah. bit, which to be honest is pretty funny. But that's mostly just how Brooks Kepa operates. Yeah. It's just like his thing. Yeah, yeah. Um obviously I understand being upset that there hasn't been a schedule released yet for the upcoming season because you wanna you only have those eight events, so you kinda yeah. wanna get prepared as early as you can, just you know, to be ready to do your best at at the minimal amount of events that you play. But at the same time, I'm thinking they didn't release the schedule because they had all of this that needed to happen first. And they yeah, knew I they think... could put the PGA Tour in a bad situation to get a contract signed by next year. So, yeah, no duh, they didn't. I don't know why they wouldn't tell Brooks that, though. Maybe they just thought, yeah, just keep that to ourselves. But it makes sense to me why they don't have a schedule now. Yeah, maybe... <laughs> We probably should have thought about this actually. That 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 would have been like a like an actual insightful thing for us to figure out. <laughs> like, oh, maybe um, they have other ideas. Who'd have thought? Yeah, who'd have thought? Yeah. Uh, what I think would be hilarious and kind of hope happens because mm-hmm. I'm I like drama. It's just who I am as a person. Is if they just Greg Norman just walked up to the PGA Tour with the new schedule for the year and just right on the table and it was like all eight of their events are oh, like no. the players like all of these big yeah. tournaments and like they just like NBC got ones? a contract they got a contract on like nbc or something like that <laughs> and everybody just watched the live tour would be hilarious oh to watch gosh. jay monahan try to like figure that one out and i don't want to bring stroke. politics into this because i'm not a politics person but I imagine it would be something of the likes of Joe Biden trying to get a coherent sentence out. Because <laughs> <laughs> at any given moment, because <laughs> that's definitely possible, right? Like they could they could get contracts with TPC courses. There's nothing preventing yeah. a TPC course from hosting another event outside of the PGA Tour. There's nothing stopping them. And the more they get these big stars, the easier it's going to be for them. Yeah, I mean. No, not gonna lie to you. I kind of would like to watch two events at um, the TPC Scottsdale, where yeah. the waste management is. Give me two events with with the with what I would consider the same caliber of play. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch that. You know, ooh, idea. <clears throat> Here we go. Ryder Cup style, live versus PGA at Scottsdale. See, that I would be behind this electric that would also definitely involve a contract though for sure yeah for sure uh it would also for sure switch a lot of fans over to live because they would have a million times more fun than the pga tour a hundred a hundred (laughs) percent you know i i keep trying to do i like how the live tour operated and how it came to be not really doesn't excite me that the 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 saudis are sport washing yeah, war crimes, but we've already <clears throat> excuse me, we've already gotten into that bit. At this point, they are a league mm-hmm. run by other golfers who yes, have yes. golfers excited to sign with and play for that organization. Yes, unfortunately, the broadcasting sucks, and it's not that easy to watch. That's gonna get fixed, especially if they have this this contract get signed with the PGA Tour and the the European Tour, the DP World Tour. Yeah, that brings all of this together. Again, I just unfortunately you just you cannot have the board of of decision makers on the PGA tour involved at all. Basically, once they sign their names, fire them immediately. 
They don't know what they're doing. They have known what they're doing for years now. It's always been mm-hmm. one step forward, two to five steps back, depending on how much you want to fuck up. It's, yeah. it's It's been so bad and so against the growth of the sport of, of, of uh, professional golf and watching golf, right? It's been yeah. so detrimental that you need these new eyes and these new ideas around for the game, honestly. Yeah. Because best case scenario, Rick, we get like a 25 event schedule. And yeah. everybody's playing in these events and the courses and the events themselves mean more. The purses are bigger. Things yeah. actually matter week in and week out. And you don't have a 40 plus event schedule. And it doesn't have to be as little as eight. You can have like 25 events and make everybody happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is the best case scenario. And I think that it's definitely something that's realistic. However, it just kind of sucks that the PGA Tour has no leverage right now in these conversations. They've, they've, yeah. they've lost it completely. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting next few weeks because they have to get a deal done before December 31st or it's yep. a whole nother year of this. Yeah, it's a whole nother year of two to uh, two opposite tours and the PGA Tour is probably about to lose more players, more important players to, mm-hmm. to, to keep happening. And it looks even worse, especially with John Rahm being the most recent Masters winner. It looks so bad having at most of the majors in the top 10 so many guys who play on the live tour in that mm-hmm. top 10. Yeah. That, I mean, the more that you keep digging, the more you're like, Oh, the PGA tour has zero bargaining chips right now. They, just, they got nothing. They're going to sit at the table and be like, please stop stealing our players. We won't have please. a business. If you keep doing please that, stop. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess that's just always been the issue. Maybe with the PGA tour is they thought that they were untouchable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all did too. Honestly, we were all like, no, nah. That's no that's way, never, right? They've been around forever. There's not there's uh, there's probably been attempts and it just never happened and we don't know about it so it hasn't been talked about. That's not going to happen and yeah. and here we are three years four years later and it's a very a very possible situation where the PGA Tour is no longer the professional golf in the world there's this larger conglomerate that is not even run by the pga tour the idea really was especially you know when we were talking about the merger happening in the first place almost a year ago that it would they would all three come together Mm -hmm. and it would probably still be operated by the pga tour and that yeah members now it's like no like what i said you know where they sign that paper and basically get fired that's probably what's going to happen yeah, it's be run uh, by a different organization entirely. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those puppeteer mm-hmm. situations yeah. where the Saudis are going to allow Jay Monahan to continue if the merger does happen, which I think it needs to. I agree. Um, I don't know if you saw uh, Brandel Chambly's comments about it. Um, if no. the PGA Tour wants, basically, he said if the PGA Tour wants to continue to be an organization, they need to merge now because it's their yeah. only way to get rid of Live, basically. Um, and I agree. If they want to survive as an organization, they have to. Unfortunately, it will probably lead to a puppeteer situation where Jay right. Monahan is the scapegoat and takes all the blame and everything. But the Saudis give him twelve billion dollars a year to to do that, so that they can do whatever they want and blame it all on him. Um, but as far as for the sake of professional golf goes, and not having this huge divide, it might 
might be the best thing. Right. I, I mean, it's unfortunate that the best thing for the PGA tour right now is just to roll over and accept your fate, but that's yeah. a situation they put themselves in by somehow not making these players happy enough to stick around. Like I'm so interested what John Rahm's reasoning behind leaving was, especially after all of his comments about like, Oh, it matters here. It matters. Yeah. PGA tour. It doesn't matter over there. That money doesn't affect me. Like you sure? Cause I think 300 to $600 million would affect anyone yeah look we we said it before and we'll say it as people keep signing money talks it's dude it does no matter what everybody has a price for anything yeah i mean it's look it it is a tough situation for the pga tour right now and it's uh getting harder by the day yeah um i mean look it is it is what it is almost in a way. Um, but at the same time, it as a golf fan, you don't know whether to be concerned or excited. You know? Yeah. I think it's I think it's both. I do. Yeah. You don't I mean you almost don't have a choice other to be at least a little bit excited because it could be cool. This could go really well. And yeah. you know, un- unfortunate circumstances monetarily speaking, and how we got here, but it could be an entertaining product because at the end of the day, it is supposed to be entertainment, right? Yeah. But it could also fall completely flat. They have no idea what's going on. The entire merger doesn't fizzle by, uh, you know, for lack of better terminology, but it, it more like implodes with no plan. And now we're, we have like a weird situation where like the PGA tour is still operating. The live tour is still operating. There's, no mixing between the two of them. It's complete standstill. That's yeah. totally still an option. So it is definitely going to be a fascinating couple of weeks here, especially with the reports of it being done maybe by the end of December. There's a whole lot that could happen in these next coming weeks. So the fact that there isn't PGA golf to watch right now is actually probably good because it'll be a distraction from the drama. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um Jeez Louise. Um, other than that, I really don't have much other golf news to, to talk There's about. There's not really much, much going yet. on. Uh, really. There was a hole-in-one at it. the tournament oh, this past yeah, weekend. Yes, yes, yes. That's pretty much it, really. Yeah, not. this is pretty much taking over the entire golf sphere right now. Um, for, for those of you that you know or maybe want to get better insider info, unfortunately, Rick and I don't have complete access to players and all that jazz, but... There's there's a lot of good stuff going around on Twitter right now if you're on golf Twitter. So that's where we're getting our stuff from right now. And it is uh-huh. the action is wild out there. But obviously, we appreciate you guys listening every week. Nonetheless, um, no power rankings this week uh, because, well, there's there's no tournament this week. So um, thanks so much for listening, guys. We always appreciate it. Go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms at from the tips underscore pod on Instagram and at FTT underscore pod on Twitter um as always we we would very much appreciate if you guys hit um if you guys hit the follow button we would love for all that support on the socials uh mm-hmm. it means the most but as always guys thank you so much for listening and oh we out thanks guys see you later